I forgot to uh, get my P word thingy. Hello, Zach. Hello, peoples. Hello. Can you hear me fine? Yeah. Okay, cool. What's up? Nothing. <laughs> oh. I I think we should just wait for a few more people to join. Okay. Yeah. The the thing is, we're doing it quite early. There's so many people I know that are still asleep, so <laughs> we're gonna have to wait That's for true, a little while. Yeah. But but it's fine though because I'm gonna save it and then put it onto IGTV after this. Okay. Yeah. Da, da, da. Okay. Let me just do my intro. Welcome back, uh, viewers, to another episode of the number one podcast in a three-kilometer radius of my location. It's moved back down to three kilometers because uh, I have switched locations. I'm now in Banjara Hills, so I'm sure there's more podcasts around, but still the best in, in three kilometers. Uh, we're joined today by Wildlife Youth Consortium. Uh, Sarika from Wildlife Youth Consortium. Say hello, Sarika. Hi, everyone. Okay. First of all, what does the name mean? Like, Wildlife Youth Consortium. Like, can you break down the name? Basically, we created this, um, actually... Um, our seniors created this club to basically okay. bring awareness to conserving wildlife. So Wildlife Youth yeah. Consortium, because it's in our school. So it's basically bringing awareness amongst all the students in our school and yeah, basically just conducting activities and doing things to help people understand better. And how's that going now? How is it still happening because of, because of the, because of the virus? Is it, or like, has it been put on hold for now? So before we had the lockdown, we did plan to like yeah. have some awareness activities, fundraising events yeah. to support like Blue Cross and PFA and other yeah. uh, animal welfare organizations. But mm. because of the lockdown, it got canceled and everything. So we switched to online. So we're trying yeah. to spread awareness through social media campaigning. And, um, How's it going so far? I mean, you guys have almost 150 followers. It's not bad. Yeah, so a lot of people are following it and they are feeding stray dogs in their communities. And we're also, yeah. this is a time where people will actually like read and like take time to learn about it. Yeah. So it's a better time to get people to, yeah, it's a better time to yeah. get people to learn how, like spread awareness about what they can do to help, um, hmm. especially endangered species and also stray animals in their area. Yeah. Have you seen, have you seen those, uh, there's like more and more videos coming because of this lockdown. People are finding leopards and like leopards are attacking people. I saw one yesterday and it's amazing. Like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Now that like 
like nobody's on the roads there's less people out there so it's leaving more space for wildlife to come out so that's what we're doing like on our page we're asking people to send in pictures videos of mm. um wildlife coming out because there's no and more is that, a, is that a bad thing or is that a good thing what um an animal coming out and just like having more having being able to expand territory because there's no no humans around is that a good thing or a bad thing i think it's both a good and a bad thing because okay first of all um that was their original habitat and it's the fact that they're coming out is mm. also showing us that okay they actually belong here we're supposed to respect their original habitat and all of that but then yeah. the fact that humans have already taken up that space it also becomes dangerous for them because like once like human activity starts again people start coming out people yeah. need to be either people have to be more aware and know about it or mm. some or the human ignorance will result in uh yeah it, if downfall. someone doesn't know what they're doing and if someone just I mean I've seen this so many times with snakes someone sees a snake in the road first instinct is to drive over it and kill it because yeah. oh my god it's going to get really big and it's going to hurt somebody no you know but more people are learning about stuff like friends of snakes and exactly those kind of um yeah I think that's so, more important because if people know about fox friends of snakes um yeah. they know that they have to call people like them if they see a snake on the road and especially if people right. know how to deal with the snake if it comes out like yeah. on the road they know how to deal with it not get attacked by it but like mm. steer clear of it but also make sure it's safe right at the same time yeah and they actually play quite an important role in like if i see a small snake i i make sure nobody nobody goes to harm it because that snake's going to eat mice and you know it's going to control a lot of um infestation in that area exactly so, it's like part of the role yeah exactly so i think it's really sad so people just go and like stone them to death i've seen people burn snakes and it's so sad yeah so that's where we need to educate these kind of people so yeah. that they learn about it and um speaking of spreading awareness how how does like what's the easiest way to spread awareness about endangered species because so many people don't know like people know gorillas and you think of them as such huge animals but not many people know that they're that they're really really almost i mean they're really endangered yeah so this is where you like every single person every single person who learns about it they kind of hold a responsibility to tell other people about it hmm. but also the thing is a lot of people they don't have the like they don't really Resources. take the time to know like which species are being extinct which ones are going to be which mm. ones are endangered basically so i mean what they can learn is um what they can do to help them but they don't they don't um they won't know exactly which species are being endangered but um what yeah. they can do to help right and that's where you guys come in in spreading awareness Yeah, I mean as even if they don't know which species are in danger or which ones are going to be extinct, at least they can do their part to help the environment, which eventually helps. Yeah. Basically helps them anyways. Yeah. Right. And um 
what's the what's the overall goal for the page apart from just spreading awareness mm-hmm. um spreading awareness is one of the main things that help people understand that but also we want right. to help um uh, support other organizations um that deal with animal welfare yeah so so i mean there's not much what are some of those around, but um there's not much you but, can do in lockdown except for spread awareness but also like um as we've been as you saw on our page we've been um encouraging people to feed stray animals in their area hmm. which is really important because uh now because of the lockdown there's nobody on the roads these restaurants aren't open for like hmm. the stray animals to eat leftover food or you know leftover, how these yeah. these animals they depend on like small shop owners or small restaurants to survive hmm. yeah outside but now that they're all closed down then we should help them survive through this time of lockdown right yeah but uh speaking of feeding stray animals what's what's something that people often do that they shouldn't i mean like when it comes to the food you're giving them what's mm-hmm. something that is not necessarily good for the animal that people do anyway okay um so number one is that they try to give them human food or their leftover food i mean you might mm. think oh they're just stray animals so you can give them any food that's um yeah. in your house which isn't really right because a lot of the food that we eat is harmful for them like tomatoes right. onions garlic citrus uh fruits all these kind of mm. food is pretty poisonous for stray dogs especially So I think it's important yeah. that we try to feed them the right kind of food so that they can still survive anyways. So like Which feeding them egg, like like okay. eggs, meat, not raw meat, cooked meat because raw meat isn't yeah. good for them there. And especially a lot of pet owners out there, if you have you have dog food, dog um mm. like pedigree, things like that, you can also feed that to them. Just spare a bit of yeah. your pedigree for them as well. Yeah. And, and yes. something that people do for cats yeah. a lot is they feed them milk and and rice. Exactly. Two things that aren't actually good for adult cats. Even uh, cats. We have a cat downstairs that we've been feeding and a, lo- a misconception yeah. is that they milk is good for them but actually it's not. It it's milk not. isn't good yeah. for them. It's yeah. It's meant for them when they when they're kittens so they can get the nutrients to grow but once they grow uh it's it's the same thing that happens with humans like you kind of kind of move away from that because you switch to other food. Yeah, so like I mean an alternative to that would be like curd rice, which is pretty easy to make and you can give it to them too. Yeah. But is that good for cats though? Cuz I I read up that you shouldn't feed cats too much rice. I mean I mean at least you're giving them some kind of food. See the thing is it's at least it's not poisonous. It's not harmful. Okay. But also if you don't have cat food like we don't have cat food at home and we can't get it from outside mm. because of lockdown. So sometimes we're feeding them egg or chicken which is good for cats because they eat a lot of protein. Right. Yeah. So we feed both, we don't just feed. Yeah. How does um ah oh, I lost my train of thought. But um uh I completely lost my train of thought. I don't know where I am. Feeding animals. Well, there's people cats. feeding um, cows too. Um, there are people there's people that... feeding cows as well. Yeah, like carrots, vegetables. Which is good. Someone said Cause... fish. 
I mean, give them fish. Not raw fish, at least. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Um, but uh, one thing that cows do is that when they're really hungry, they eat a lot of plastic bags, try to fill their stomachs. They feel full, which is not right. And it mm. stays in their stomachs. You've heard, right? Um, yes, I have. So and, they can't yeah. find food and they end up eating plastic, which is worse. And it gets in the soil as well. Like people just throw plastic and it, it gets into the into the grass that they eat and they kind of dig it out and think it's grass. And they and eat think it anyway. it's grass and they eat it. Yeah. It's so, horrible. It's really sad. Yeah. So, I mean, this this is where you can come in and feed them vegetables, food. Yeah, I started feeding this one dog in my apartment complex. I named him, I named him and everything. I named him Sven. Yeah, he's very really <laughs> But, okay, so... so for cats. Yeah. There's, like, this pack of dogs outside our um, community. So, yeah. we just leave food out for them and they eat it. I'm sorry. Just one second. Shabin, your phone's reflecting and hitting me the eye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. Oh, jeez. <sighs> Just give me one second. It's not going to work. Just leave it. <laughs> I don't want that. It's going to. It's not a Zoom call. I'm sorry. I'm getting podcasting advice for people that don't host a podcast. <laughs> okay, wait. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. No! No! Whoever that is, no. Sven is not tasty. He's a sweet dog that is very innocent. Not food. You should Jeez. feed Sven. Horrible. Yeah, what? Okay. No. Stop it! God damn! I'm sorry, Shabin's messing with me. Um, okay. And I keep losing my train of... But... How does, like, for, so, for example, strays, we've, we've covered how to feed them, um, um, that kind of stuff, but what about, what are the benefits that they're actually getting by people not being on the road right now? Like, not just strays, I mean animals in general. Like, how, how is everybody, how, how are animals benefiting from this whole pandemic? First of all, um, stray animals, um, they have a less risk now because people aren't on the road. But also, um, just animals in general, like, there's no risk of people, like, just becoming really reckless and ignorant and um, trying to destroy a living creature the first time they see it because yeah. people don't understand, right? Sometimes they need yeah. to understand that, okay, they're not harmful. So even if they're coming out, they're not doing anything except just being their normal self. Yeah. I just want to highlight his comment again. Sweet is equal to good taste. No, man. No. Sweet is equal to good personality. Okay. That was, but at least he took the time to put a capital S in Sven. So I will let you, I will let you have that. Thank you. <laughs> um, have you seen that video of, of that leopard that was on the outskirts of Hyderabad? Um, like people, like 30 people surrounding Recently? Me. Yeah. Recently. And like people stopped on the side of the road. Nobody's wearing masks, and this guy looks so scared. Like I don't think I've seen the video, but I've oh, heard of him. Oh, he's a huge, huge leopard. But it was so sad to see because he's making himself look all small, you know, because he's clearly, clearly really scared. And mm -hmm. the people just come, and then they get attacked, and then they think, oh, look at what they're doing, that they're, like, 
um, that that are managed to society or whatnot, and then they try getting rid of them. It's not what needs to be done. What should be done? Like in your opinion, if if someone, if there's a like an animal that shouldn't really be near humans, for example, a leopard, what's the what's the right procedure in capturing it and taking it where it should be? So um, before, if you've heard, like in Ikrisat, there used to be a panther that was um, roaming free. No, I haven't heard. Of if you heard of, yeah. So that's been there for a while, but then eventually, like it got captured, and I think they took it to the zoo or something. But oh, I think that's not the right way either. I think they need to mm. put them back into the forest. Obviously, they know that. Um, oh my God, it might be a threat or something, or. It yeah. might harm the people around you, but um, you're putting them back into the habitat because first of all, we're the ones who've encroached on their habitat. We've made their habitat smaller. So that the fact that they're coming out might mean that they have yeah. less food available there. Or they don't have enough um, prey for them. Yeah, right? the thing is that humans, we just assume that, oh, you know what? Like I did research 10 years ago and if we put the leopards there, they're going to have plenty of food because I've seen food that leopards would normally eat. Like there's lots of mice, lots of small animals that they can eat. But what people don't take into consideration is these animals have brains. So if they realize that, oh, there's predators here, they're just going to move away, you know? And um, there was this one, that's what happened with Easter Island. Do you know that story? Which one? The, the reason Easter Island's so deserted is because of um, overpopulation and they didn't control anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and like, no, no thought get no thought goes into that. That you know, if you give them the small pocket, it's things are gonna change. So for all you know, that leopard's just going searching for food, and, and we think that it's coming to harm us when it's really not. And then we capture it and sometimes kill it or take it to a zoo, and it's so sad. Yeah. Have you seen Have you seen the zoo animals? Have you seen how how small and skinny and unhealthy they look? Yeah, that's not. So there's there's a lot of factors that come into play here. The first one is the captive breeding and like having only like um, a few animals left of the species. Yeah. Having like they have very less genetic genetic variation now. So like if there's a very less population. Um, the government and everyone thinks that the only way to um, help them survive is captive breeding. Mm. So this is um, not always successful all the time. And even when they captive uh, breed them in captivity, um, yeah. they don't always survive in the wild because um, in, they're so um, used to it. Yeah. So they don't learn mm. the important survival skills when they're in an enclosure. Right. So re-releasing yeah. them into the wild might not always help. So, um, facilitating more natural breeding of these endangered species is a better um, option for them. Yeah, it's there. There is a time for that, though. Like when you just keep an animal in captive breeding. Like um, one of those is it. Most of my sources are Animal Planet for anybody that's asking. So it's legitimate. Um, but the there's the Galapagos um, tortoise, which was thought to be ex- extinct from like the 60s, I think. And they recently found it. And she's, uh, she, it, it was a female. So she was the only tortoise on that island. What do you mean more nationally breeding? 
what she means is like maybe like reserve is that what you mean yeah exactly like like, like wildlife reserves are good because exactly. they have a large area and it is like it is properly white it's just the that they more con- yeah they monitor more exactly exactly and making sure that you don't introduce invasive species or things that harm the ecosystem but trying to yeah. maintain the natural order of their um like yeah yeah that's more important are you one of those people that's like fully on animal rights like shouldn't eat meat and stay away from meat and that kind of stuff um, you know not really cuz i feed my dog meat and also stray yeah. animals and everyone so this is where um it's important to uh get buy your food from um more ethical businesses or organic or hmm. this is where you you have to make sure that you're not supporting businesses which are not um not uh, advocating an animal rights basically businesses that don't have ethical practices in sustainability also very important Is there a way to identify that though or is it or is it like Obviously how, doing if, their own research helps. Yeah, but that's as a consumer that sometimes mm-hmm. that might be really inconvenient like if I just see mm-hmm. if I'm at Qmart and I just see like uh I just see meat. Mm-hmm. I don't know is is that an easier way to figure out whether it's been ethically sourced or whether it's just like I how, think how is there any way to find out This is where you just take the extra step in just searching up or finding out whether these people are um are being ethical or not or because we also don't want to advocate pollution obviously because that also affects hmm. the wildlife and it affects the whole world. So this is where also that climate change, energy, everything also comes into play here. It's not it's not just about like conserving wildlife and just um yeah. just making sure that um their habitats and every like not just making sure you're um working towards saving wildlife but also saving their habitat the saving mm. um their or their original um environment because that helps them yeah. that helps them go back to how we used to be right it right so yeah that that makes a lot of sense um it's very interlinked Yeah, that's that's what I want. That's that's it's such a big picture. Like it's so much more than we think it actually is. Like it all somehow links. And the the problem, the sad thing is that it always looks like from every angle that you look at it, it is like where the problem. That's what it is. Like it it really is. <laughs> I mean, it's the thing is that we're 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 basically kind of messing with their um natural way of life, right? Yeah. And I know that all of like are like we're trying to do what we can to like all of us might not be like perfect in um being completely sustainable or um right. or you know how like you can't like some a lot of people just can't go like extreme to like um following all these sustainable sustainability practices and it's hard for them so at least just following a mm. few steps which are easy for them to follow it still makes a big difference Yeah. That's I saw I I think who was it? I think it was the BBC that posted that um doing stuff like taking public transport um using um reuse uh, sorry um yeah recycled water stuff like that 
and going vegan they save so much so many tons of co2 per year yeah like and, um yeah. yeah it's it's crazy the impact that it has because especially like producing more co2 and methane um it also um encourages global warming and sea levels rising and especially in india one example of an endangered species is like um these tigers that live on the coast um okay yeah so is it is it separate from the bengal tiger is it yeah it's species? a different they, like in in the more mangrove kind of areas so oh, okay. there so if the sea level rises obviously it threatens their it threatens their habitat and yeah obviously climate change affects a lot of endangered species habitats a lot mm. of species habitats and especially it's almost like almost 100 to 200 species are going extinct or becoming endangered every day every day jeez that's so sad and one of the bigger ones that people often overlook because they're such tiny animals that that people are so scared of bees like mm-hmm. uh who said it was it i think it was i think it was albert einstein but i'm not entirely sure but he said i think he said if if all the bees die in 7 days we would we would all die as well in a week yeah see bees even though they're so small they're a super important part of the ecosystem and um a lot of people are bringing attention to this because um a lot of hives are being destroyed like out of fear right yeah and, and like there even used to be um a hive in our community it might sometimes it might be a nuisance to um deal with these bees but they're actually really important and like you have to make sure that you um try and make sure that these hives aren't destroyed because they affect yeah. the plants, flowers, animals around them, everything. Yeah, they pollinate so much. Like Exactly. They're a big big part of it. Um he, no no, I don't think that makes a lot of sense. In fact, one of the most unethical inventions of all time is the refrigerator because of how much CO2 it it, it creates. Haven't you read up on that whoever that is? Pro- probably not, but um it is said that the refrigerator is one of the most unethical and most controversial inventions of all time. There's a reason for that. But I think we really do need bees. I mean, if you look yeah. at it, like it there's always a bigger picture that people don't see. It's it's not just one thing. it's like um um oh jeez i was watching our planet on netflix watch it by the way whoever has it it's really really good sure it's unethical i agree with you about it but it saves us well i guess but isn't it sad that it saves us at the cost of nature nuclear bombs are unethical yeah sure but that's what i'm saying is there's always there's always another side to the story in that uh i mean obviously do you have an example names and stuff sorry wait are you okay no i'm just saying that like there obviously are going to be like things that are hard for you to get rid of or things like that at least trying to make an effort to make it more sustainable or help yeah. the environment a little bit more makes a difference it does make a difference and um like it is like do you have an example of like 
I'm not able to think of one at the moment. I'm trying to frame it in my head. But do you have an example of something that seems like a relatively small issue? Not even small. It seems like one issue, but it, it's so many other things. It's not just that one thing. Do you have an example of that? Like, like, what are you talking about? Like using something or something that... For example, like um, global warming, for example, the, the yeah. effects that it has on the Arctic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a whole lot more than just that. Because... Um, yeah, it's a whole lot. Like, especially because... Um, like, pollination is human survival. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so also in the Arctic, it's not just ice is melting and sea levels are rising. Also, the wildlife there, polar bears are not able to survive anymore because their habitat is being destroyed. Yeah, there's so little ice now that seals are getting harder to hunt for them. Like, mm-hmm. uh, they're they're really fatty animals, so they can go. I mean, they can survive if they haven't eaten in like four months, but it's really not ideal. Uh, deforestation. That's another one. Yeah. But, for the ice, for example, like polar bears are not able to feed. That's affecting them. Seals are not able to, uh, yeah, seals, walruses, they're not able to, there's not enough ice for them to, to make. So, Pingu is dying. Yeah, and also talking about um, deforestation, um, just like in your area, a lot of um, trees are being cut down, areas being, you know, destroyed for buildings and other yeah. things like that. Also, some people are going out of their way to buy like a big green space just to build their own house from scratch and all of that. I mm. think that's where you need to take in consideration of making space for other animals around you. You can't just like yeah. take up everything and not care about what happens around you. Cause like yeah, one of my aunts, like even though they built the house on some green space, they, their house only takes up the small part, and then they left the rest open to like nature or the they or like the rest of the hill or mountain. They're not taking up all that space, but they're leaving it open. They let other animals come in. Like they've even had, um, I think they're coyote or or deers come in their area. They don't harm them because they're just part mm. of nature. Yeah. Yeah, my aunt has a house like that as well in, in, in Philadelphia. Sane said, like with rhino poaching, it begins with human poverty as people are easily bribed to do poaching as they are hungry and they get a small amount for it actually. Yeah, rhino poaching is one of the saddest things ever. Yeah, so also here there's a lot of like cultural practices or other kind of um, practices they believe are uh, very beneficial by... Um, killing rhinos, elephants for their tusks, horns. Um, and they use it, they, they ship them to, um, they ship them to China, that's one of the places, and they use it for medicine. Mm-hmm. But it's also, so unethical. Being an because ethical you, tourist is really important because you go visit these places mm-hmm. which are selling souvenirs made out of all of these things. We're basically promoting mm-hmm. um, that kind of trade, right? Which we don't want to do. Yeah. And if yeah. we, yeah, if there's a lower demand for that, people will start to realize that's not the way we should be going. It's not what people want. Yeah, that's what's so important about awareness. And that's why I really like what you guys are doing in that because people don't know. They actually don't know what they're doing wrong. You, you can't blame them for it, but it's just, it's just slightly sad in, in, in the time that we are in now where you can find 
virtually anything online anything mm-hmm. like you know it's it's sad that people aren't able to get access to knowing stuff like this mm-hmm. but i'm glad that it's it's slowly growing especially in india now it's growing and it's reaching more people and that's really good yeah but yeah people understand what? like where these things are um where these small little things that that play a part in um all of these things if you pay attention to them you realize how much yeah. you're actually impacting the world around you mm-hmm. like how how much a single small thing that you do really um helps or doesn't help to yeah. life around you the thing that pisses me off the most is that some people don't know some people like sane said some people genuinely just need to put food on the plate mm-hmm. and feed their family and yeah. it so for them it's like oh, all right you know what fine you kind of get a pass on this it's really sad mm-hmm. but you have to do what you have to do otherwise you're going to um one of the thing is one of those examples is in somalia fish so even if you're net fishing there's there's like there's rules for casting a net and fishing it has to be a certain um each i guess hole has to be a certain size it has to be at least this much so that smaller fish can um slip through and then and then breed and then that's how population grows but in somalia they're so poor and they can't afford anything and because um uh, rivers are drying up because of global warming and it's so hot there that they've just thrown all of that the fishing nets that they're using there is uh, they're like um they're like mosquito nets basically so you can catch fish the size of your pinky like and it's it's really really sad because they know the rules that's the thing it's a fishing village they know the rules and another one is the yeah. the the medicine that they're using for the and with the, the ivory that they're using to create medicine it's it's really unnecessary because technology is got to a point where we can actually um we can actually recreate um the tissue like it's really sad because you don't need to keep sourcing ivory you know you can take one take a dna sample and then you can manufacture it we have that kind of technology available it's really sad that people just don't use it i think it's you know? important especially like when you're talking about poverty and people who are poor and they need to do these kind of things to survive right like yeah. sometimes a lot of these villages they okay. live near these um forest areas they live near where these animals live right hmm. i think an idea could be that the government should involve these people more in their conservation efforts because then they would have a part to play and they also would um the government would also help them but also this would kind of have both um benefit both sides right by yeah. keeping both like the villages around them and the wildlife safe because mm. you're involving them in the conservation efforts Because governments do if, that like i've seen yeah. a whole lot from um a, a, whole, a lot of pages from kenya actually one of them is um uh suso i'm forgetting the that's the acronym i'm forgetting the full form of it uh stand up shout up that's what it's called and they're a, they're a non-profit that goes around and they they clean they clean forests they do they do a whole lot of things for community and they're backed by the government so it's really nice to see Yeah. those kinds of efforts that go into it but it's still not enough it really isn't i think one idea that we've um 
Uh, if you've heard of the um, Hyderabad Fridays for Future Climate Change Group. Yes, I have. That's yeah. Jacinta's thing, isn't it? Um, yeah, so like she was yeah. also a part of it and I also went to a few meetings. But also yeah. some ideas that a lot of us are coming up with is trying to like have like a community effort or try and get like a piece of land and convert it back to a forest or trying to plant trees mm. and you know bring back the ecosystem like pay attention to the ecosystem there as well and um there was this um one person as part of the group she she actually revived the lake in um oh, in wow. hyderabad itself so she revived the lake and not just cleaning up the lake that's not the only thing that takes a key role there it's also um, taking into account the ecosystem. They tried to take animals which are good for, that survive in these kind of environments and try to revive mm. the ecosystem as well. So they wow. brought like different animals or the turtles or the kind of fish which are, um, which would help bring um, this lake back to like make this lake not just into a cleaner lake but also a habitat, right? Yeah. Oh, and, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, so that's that's we gotta um, highlight a lot of these um, initiatives that have been taken around the city because it shows that people can do these things, right? It's not mm. not impossible. Do you know like how many how much resources she had at her disposal? Like, did she have a high budget or did she just like grind and hard work and she made it work that way? So I, I feel like that's something that's important to keep. I think someone from, I think she had a government contact who got her help, but the government oh. is not the one who was driving it, right? She was. Yeah, of course not. So I so, think that's important for people to know because people write it off because if someone, if you, now if your answer was, oh yeah, she got about two lakhs to do it, you know, she had like a GoFundMe, people will be like, oh yeah, she had the money to do it, you know, she had the money, that's the only reason why I can do that too if I had the money. So, yeah, so that's where, it's... like, you can, like, try to make effort to, like, contact these people if, like, especially if you're really passionate about it. Um, yeah. So you exactly. can go and contact these people, right? Yeah. That's... Or just find out where you can do your part, right, to go volunteer. Yeah, just Google it. I mean. It's... Exactly. Especially, just like, Google WWF it. India, you can go volunteer, but I'm not sure if it's for younger ages. You have to check. But still, there's a lot of places where you can really volunteer to help conserve mm. an area, to help revive a, um, the yeah. ecosystem in an area, right? Yeah, that's, there's so much ethics involved that, that we really should know better, considering we're such an advanced species. It's really, it, it, is, it is really sad because we all do stupid stuff. Like um, even, it's the smallest things that we do. Like if you go fishing and you, and you, catch a fish that's really small you need to let it go you know people take it home like oh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go fry this i'm all souvenir my first fish whatnot you know just take a picture and get get over yeah, like get it over with throw it back in the water i think and, when you do stuff like that that's when you really need to think like how how am i impacting this you know yeah this because area. you think oh it's just me but then that goes if Everyone you, you know like, that oh, goes and you have some sort of influence Everybody has some sort of influence, and that's what people don't realize. And it's like, with you think, oh, it's really. one small thing. Like, it's fine if I throw like plastic on the road. It's just one piece of plastic. If everyone's thinking yeah. the same thing, it's it's 
is where a huge garbage dump ends up being on the road, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's it all adds up. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. What else? I'm trying to think if we've covered all bases. Can you believe we've gone 40 minutes already? Yeah, it was pretty it was yeah, pretty it's, fast. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just trying to just looking over my notes trying to see if I've missed anything. Oh yeah, how does uh wildlife youth consortium contribute to conservation? Like apart from the like of course it's going to be much harder with covid but mm-hmm. how how are you guys what's your role in contributing to conservation? So obviously we've talked about spreading awareness and educating people and all of that. Yeah. but also donating to um organizations which are yeah already have the resources or the you know the connections or you know the resources to be able to make a bigger impact right mm. on helping save wildlife and the environment so yeah also like advocating for these organizations and also since now there's covid-19 it's kind of hard to mm. um fundraise through um events which are you know fundraiser yeah. events but more we have to just try and get more people to donate to these kind of people yeah and that starts with awareness though props yeah. to you guys on that props to chirak chirak does a whole lot of stuff like this it's it's really nice mm-hmm. I think we've covered everything. <laughs> thanks so thanks for agreeing to be on the show. It's been good. Uh I hope I hope more people start coming on the show honestly because I have a lot of fun doing it. And yeah, I hope I hope WIC does well. Um I hope you get at least one <laughs> one new follower. That's what I promised you. I said you're going to get more one. important if uh, people start people spread yeah. yeah. Even feeding like, stray animals now. more people should yeah. do cuz yeah all right okay quickly wrap up everything you everything that you would like to say to people cuz i don't know if i if i'm in the mood to edit this i might <laughs> and then put this on it no basically the main thing is that um a lot of people who are watching right now it's important for all of you to go and feed the stray animals in your area but also pay attention to a lot of things you're doing to and yeah. how it affects the environment because you want to make sure that um the things you're doing doesn't negatively affect the environment no matter how big or small and yeah. if it and there if there's a lot of things which are hard for you to like do like sustainability wise and you might think oh this is too extreme then hmm. start small start small it's okay. still going to make a difference okay that's been another episode of the number one podcast in the world thank you sarika thank you wyc uh, we'll yeah. be back hopefully hopefully soon enough before i get canceled and lose all the validation that i have earned. bye bye <laughs>